what these young bloods have to understand that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. Welcome to Buckets, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network. I'm joined for this, your Friday Best Bets episode for Game 6s in the NBA playoffs by Jay Money. You can find him on Twitter at jmoneyismoney. And NBA Futures Analyst for the Action Network, Brandon Anderson. You can find him on Twitter at Wheaton Brando. Today we'll go over our picks. We'll give you the cap. Everything we talk about can be found in the Action Network app. Make sure to check that out. You get this podcast all of our podcasts, Green Dot Daily, all sorts of cool stuff, as well as you can track your picks. You will find a way to use the Action Network app if you bet about anything. You will you will find it useful, trust me. So download it right now. Uh, all right, as always, we'll go around the table, we'll give our picks, and then we'll do the cap. Jay Money, what are you on for Friday in the association? Yes, sir. I'll take the Lakers on the money line, minus 140. Okay, Lakers, minus two and a half is the spread. He's taking the money line, so I'll have to yell at him about that Mitchell stat here in a second, else I get yelled at. Uh, total night game, 222 and a half. Brandon Anderson, what are your best bets for Friday? I'm going to take the Miami Heat, minus four and a half. Apparently, we're still doing this Heat next thing, so we may as well make some money off of it. Give me Julius Randle, over two and a half turnovers. And then, well, no line yet, but I'll take a Jordan Poole points under once it gets posted. Okay. Uh, my best bet is Parlay. Heat minus five, Lakers minus two and a half. Best bet. Take them both. We're done. We're ending this thing. We're, we're done with the series. Um, all right, let's start with Jay. So Warriors get the win last night. As an update, we're recording this on Thursday morning around noon Eastern. Uh, Chris Haynes continues to report that Anthony Davis is expected to be available for this game. The guy hit in the face by Kevon Looney uh, was holding his head, was disoriented, had to be wheeled out in a wheelchair but he's fine. Look, look, not a doctor. Didn't go to med school. Just going to say this does not seem this. This does not seem right. Like I've had concussions. I've had several concussions. Uh, my bets in the NBA playoffs this year are evidence of that. Um, I, I am. I am a little surprised that it's just like, oh, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's totally fine. Wait, no, yeah, I mean, sure. He had to be wheeled out, but he's okay. What? It's ridiculous how this is being handled, in my opinion. Um, he, we, I will say that he's he doesn't get evaluated until 24 hours has passed. So the night they'll start doing the evaluation. If he enters, if he enters concussion, pro- now he if he doesn't show any symptoms today, he may not enter the concussion protocol at all. So it just sounds like they're just going to skip through this whole thing, and he's going to play, and that's just going to be how it is. Um, little little concerned about that, but maybe you know, hey. Maybe all this is on the up and up and Haynes is, you know, like everything is just like totally good. And he he's just fine. He just got hit in the face and shook it off and he's totally all right. Jay, why do you like the Lakers in this game? 
Yeah, I want to start by saying that I don't care if Anthony Davis plays or not. Um, this is the Lakers season right now. If they want to win the series, this is game seven right here. You give it, you have to give it everything you got in this game, uh, top to bottom. This is a team game here, not just about one player. Like the Lakers here, uh, we know the Warriors struggle on the road, uh, what, 13 and 34, so uh, straight up on the season, 13 and 32, um, and two pushes against the spread as well on the road. I'm not trusting them on the road. I do look trust the Lakers at the house. They have not lost a playoff game um, at the house, and I don't don't think they're losing this one i will take them on the money line it's just something i do someone like with a spread two two and a half i just want that insurance of just needing them win the game i don't it's not that i don't like the minus two and a half just personally i laid the money line just asking them to win the game just win baby uh give me the lakers here i've said it all time this whole time that they're going to win this series win it in six um here we are same same play out of the memphis grizzlies um series as well so give me lakers here on the money line with confidence uh, it's time for Matt Mitchell's Nito stat of the year. Uh, Matt Mitchell, producer for this podcast, uh, wants me. I haven't talked to him about this, but I, I can hear him already in my headset yelling at me. I'm not even wearing one. Um, but if I were, he'd be yelling in my headset telling me to recite the stat. Since 2000 and 2021, so over the last three playoffs, including this one, when a team is one. As a favorite, they have covered the spread 87% of the time, 145, 22, and 2. This season, when a favorite has won in the playoffs, 39, 6, and 1 against the spread for 87%. It's only two and a half. You're within the free throw margin. Why aren't you taking the like? What what's the juice differential here? How many cents are we getting extra on this? And the Action Network app, uh, it's it's minus one thirty is the best line available right now on this money line. Why don't you want the extra twenty cents for the two and a half? Yeah, I always tell people they can do whatever they want. They can bet whatever they want. If you like the two and a half, you can play. It's just some personally that I did. I just laid the money line. Um, like I said, I mean, I need the Lakers for the series. I just, I don't even really have to bet this game. I already need them for the series. But uh, for this game, I'll just take the money line. It's just some personally um, that I felt like I wanted to do. I like the two and a half. If you have to bet, I know there are some people that only uh, can bet spreads. Um, so I couldn't talk you off the two and a half. I like it. That could be my official play. But what I personally bet was the Lakers on the money line. I'm going to lay the two and a half on the, on the parlay. Um, <laughs> it's within the margin. It has covered. Like, I, I feel better about two and a half than I do three and a half. I know this sounds like nothing. But, you know, the free throw differential here does matter. I'll go ahead and I'll take the, I'll lay the two and a half on it. And I think we might be able to get. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what the market does on this. I'm, I'm going to be curious to see. There's a two. In the market, so that, that might be like that's the best line. So and that one's even well, better, right? Like we expect. I have to assume the the Chris Haynes report that he would be playing literally broke on Twitter like 15 minutes before we're recording this. By the time that we put this out, if there are more positive reports, I have to assume the line is going to move at least a little bit. The money line already I, I'm seeing move from 130 to 135, 140 range. By the way, I, I forgot this. I actually did bet the Lakers on this game. I bet the money line because I have Warriors in seven. So it's just a hedge for me. I don't like them here, but it's a, basically giving me a free roll in the Warriors. Look, all the stuff you said about Warriors going on the road, Lakers at home, all that is pretty clear. I think the Anthony Davis thing throws all of that into a blender and makes it a lot of trouble. I don't know how they score. If he is not 
not only if he's not playing, but if he's not the Anthony Davis, that needs to be great. I don't know how they score enough, and I have no idea how they defend enough. I don't know how you possibly bet this game without knowing a clear answer about Davis. And I don't know if we're going to get that till we actually see him on the court playing. Jay, do you think they can win if Davis doesn't play? First off, I think he plays. Like, I mean, yeah, I've seen LeBron like literally catch COVID and then they say, oh, he doesn't have COVID anymore. So I don't know what the hell is going on with the team, but I think there's no way. I think maybe him being wheelchaired out is just a precaution, but um, I'm not even sure if they'll go through the full process. I think he plays here. Um, I think the Lakers advance here for a lot of different reasons. Uh, I, li- I like the Lakers here, but I, I'll, you know me, man, with my spots. I don't care. I don't care who's spot. I've told you this plenty of times over the season. One player is not going to sway my decision. Um, they have other players that can step up. Obviously, it won't be they can like the Warriors can get uh, baskets at um, at the rim a little bit easier, but. I'm not so sure that I would be opposed to that. I'd want the Warriors trying to take twos over threes. Remember, that's what they're trying to do in this series, make more threes and win the math game. If there's no Davis in there and they're trying to drive to the basket more, I'd actually like that because then that means it's on the Lakers um, to make more threes um, there as well. But regardless, I think LeBron, Austin Reeves, Angel Russell, and the guys, I think they do just enough to win this game. And the last thing I'll say on the point spread and versus the money line, when you bet thousands of games, tens of thousands of games, and there are times where you're laying two and have points and they win by one or two uh it's just sometimes you're gonna you're gonna just say i'd rather i mean it's i've been i've had that happen to me where i'm laying two and a half they win by two points or up by five late three i'm just like you know what man if it's two and a half or three i'm just gonna go ahead and lay the money line from here on out the counter argument there is that over the course of thousands of bets you want the extra 20 cents that's the counter argument i'm not saying it's right or wrong like you're absolutely right like do what you want i'm just saying like that's the counter argument is that you're buying the insurance there, but you're buying it at the cost of your ROI over thousands of bets. That's just like the process there. Um, also, in a way that will definitely, in a trend that will definitely not come back to bite me at all. Um, since 2003, home teams up 3-2 in game six. 38-25, and 25, 60% a, a straight up. Just 30-32-1, and one, 48% against the spread. In that sample that we talked about since 2021, uh, or since 2021, game sixes four and five, both straight up and against the spread in game six as a home as a home team. So we'll see how this one shakes out. Let's go to the other game. As the New York Knicks decided to go ahead and extend the series, which I'm with Brandon. I don't know why we're still doing this. Um, Heater five point favorites, open four and a half, already up to five. Same trend applies here. So since 2003, teams up 3-2 at home, 38 and 25, 60% uh, straight up and 48% against the spread. I do want to check this real quick and see what the uh, favorite margin is there. A little bit better, 67% straight up and 49% against the spread. So it improves when you're not a dog at home in game six. Uh, Brandon? Let's lay down some good old-fashioned Knicks hate here for all of our colleagues <laughs> at Action Network that love their Knickerbockers. Bing, bong, let's get them up out of here. Yeah, we're we're done here. The, the Knicks are not going to go on the road and win in Miami. Here are the Knicks wins so far in this series. They beat Jimmy Butler when Jimmy Butler was in street clothes, and then they won Game 5. Here's what happened in Game 5. They shot 38% on threes. They had 16 more rebounds, including 14 offensive rebounds. They shot 40 free throws. They had a 21 free throw advantage in the game. Grimes played all 48, got hurt late in the game. Jalen Brunson played all 48. Both guards played all for 48. The classic Tom Thibodeau. 
I think that I saw the last time a player has played back-to-back 48s was Jimmy Butler under Tom Thibodeau. Of course it was. Who could it be? How could it be anyone else other than that? RJ Barrett scored 26. The Knicks got 13 threes from their starters. They got nine offensive rebounds from their centers. They got a good bench game. The Heat shot 30% on threes. This is a wrap. The Heat are way better. They have been way better over the course of the whole series. I just don't see much more than that. Miami at home. Miami's going to close this out. This was the bet I had coming into the series, Heat in six or seven. I got a little nervous that the Heat were going to undercut my confidence in them and actually win it too fast. But we're here now. I don't need to add too much to this. I've got plus 450 and six, plus 607. I am not hedging out. If the Knicks win two more games, so be it. This is a Heat series. We're done. I got a good one for you. I have a trend, Brandon, for you. All right. I like trends. What trend you got? Uh, the Miami Heat under Eric Spolstra when they are home in an eliminate in a potential advance game, so they can eliminate the opponent. If they have, if they're looking for the fourth win at home, fourteen and two straight up. Ooh. To, and to be fair, how how uh, I mean, like ten of those wins have to be with LeBron and Wade, though, right? Exactly. Like a lot of that is just LeBron. Sure, but I don't think I don't think it's necessarily fair. like some of this is illustrative of like the Heat have good teams, like the Heat, like the Heat have good teams, and the Heat have like Heat culture, which is a thing. If you want to take out the LeBron era, you're into four and two straight up, three three against the spread. So we're still at sixty seven percent. The two losses were versus uh, the Bucks in the bubble, in the I believe the they were up three one I think uh and then the other one was versus the Celtics last year in Game Six, right? Uh, those are the two spots where they where they lost with the uh, opportunity to advance. So, uh, Jay, what do you think about this game? I like the Knicks, man. I didn't bet the game. I need Knicks plus one and a half for the series, like. Kind of, kind of big. So I'm rooting for them. I don't. I'm not gonna bet the game because I would just need them to win it. But um, I think five is too many. I think the Heat's uh look is starting to run out here, in my opinion. So I'm, I'm kind of with the Action Network guys here up there in Georgia. I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for the Knicks <laughs> here, heavy. Um, to be honest with you, I know that they're with me. I think that they're, they're like I say, their look kind of ran out last game, and the Knicks seem to be playing better with their backs against the wall right now. If they, it's not the same to where it was. Oh, okay, we're just trying to win. Now it's like okay, every game is an absolute must win game. I think that's when they play their best basketball. If they continue to get to the line like that, they have a really good chance to win this game. I mean, they you know what you have to do. You have to win the game on the board, especially get offensive rebounds. You have to make threes. Obviously, it's going to be a lot tougher to do on the road. But, I mean, if you guys had noticed, the Heat doesn't necessarily have that home crowd there. So I know I'm out on a limb here. I know that I'm on an island in this one, but I actually like the Knicks. If I'm betting this game, I'm betting Knicks plus five all day long. Um, I wouldn't be a bit surprised if they won this game outright. I'm rooting for them to win outright, but that doesn't mean that uh, I have to bet it just because I'm rooting for them so hard. I will say that if at the end of the regular season, you told me that there was a second round series in which the Heat and Knicks were playing and it was a game six and the Heat were five point favorites at home, I'd be like, ooh, that sounds heavy. That sounds now it doesn't matter, Matt Mitchell stat, but I'm just saying like a five point favorite here versus the Knicks that finished with a substantially better record, SRS, point differential, all those type of things. But the heater basically like, nope, the regular season doesn't exist. Not a thing. It's it's an illusion. Brandon, you got some props for us. Let's we'll do Randall and then pool. Um, 
You like Julius Randle over two and a half turnovers. What's the uh, what's the the cap on that? Yeah, I mean the cap is it's Julius Randle. He's turning it over a lot. <laughs> Here's the turnovers this game or this series he's had three, four, six, and four. Let me help you with some math. Those are all higher than two and a half. So he's gone over this prop all four times. I had this earmarked as a prop I wanted heading into the series, and then of course Randall is out game one, and I think I haven't actually been on buckets for the series since then. So. The Lord has blessed me. I have not had to talk about this series, but I had a prep for it today because we're still playing Julius Randle turnovers. I think he's going to get the ball even more than ever. He's going to play a lot of minutes. There's talk of maybe him playing a little bit of center. I get that. That makes sense. Great. That, that just helps my turnovers prop here. They're going to, they're just attacking him. He's not clean with the ball. So it, we're juiced a lot here. I would rather actually play like a plus money over three and a half, probably if we could get it, but we don't get a lot of escalator turnovers out there. So I'll just take the two and a half. We don't have a Jordan pull number, but you like the under on his points. Whenever that number pops, what do you think about it? Yeah. I mean, we did this one on buckets a few times now. I think even last year I've done this one, Jordan pool on the road. Just, I want no part of it. Pools numbers on the road have been very bad. And uh, that's even before just his numbers overall have been bad. He he obviously is just playing less and less these days. He's effectively playing under 20 minutes. He just has gone over that two of the last four games, specifically because they were Warriors blowouts. And then they're like, hey, all the scrubs on our team get to play now. Jordan, that's you back in the game, buddy. So he's playing. He's getting some points late. Otherwise, under 20 minutes, this playoffs, he is at 7.3 points a game on the road versus 13.8 at home. So that's a huge difference. He's at 10 or under in five of the last six. Now, of course, the books are catching up here because just from the minutes alone, they have to. So I gave this out, I believe in game three, and it was an under 14 and a half, dropped to 12 and a half the next game, then nine and a half last game. I don't think they can move it too much further down because he is still going to get minutes here. So I don't know that I want to play it too far past that, but I feel fine with under nine and a half. This has been a trend since last playoff as well. He just plays a lot better at home. He's making too many mistakes. I understand that maybe the, the pool contract and the trade conversations and all of that, as we head into the off season, if that's in fact the case for the Warriors deal with that later, you got to get a win here. It's a must win spot. I have to believe if pool plays like he has the last few games, when he gets his first stint, we might not even get a second stint for him. We might just be done with him and let Steph and Clay and Moody and Dante, I don't know, find someone down the bench. They don't trust Poole right now, and I'm happy to take the under. Uh, Jay, before we get out of here, are you going to like the Lakers in the conference finals? It's, a, no, it's, it's going to be a tough one, man. I got to think about it. Um, I got to wait and see. Um, I don't know. It's going to be a tough one. But to Brand's point, maybe look at Jordan Poole's turnovers as well, man. My guy's just giving the ball to the other team, man. This guy is... I just can't believe it. it seems like some of these guys get paid and then it's just like they they just stop practicing or something, man. So I think that's what is maybe what's happened with him. But yeah, if they're going to Moody over pool, that's telling you everything you need to know um, right there. But I don't know, man. The Lakers, Matt, they're the best defensive team left in the playoffs, in my opinion. I know the Nuggets offense is elite, but I'm still worried about them defensively when it comes to like defending the rim. So um if AD is all right, I could see him having an absolute field day uh, inside the paint versus the Nuggets, if it is the Nuggets that advance. Yeah, could see that. Um, Brandon, are you prepared? Are, are you mentally prepared for the prospect of LeBron eliminating Steph Curry for the first time in the Western Conference playoffs? 
No, of course not. It's not happening. So I would be prepared for a thing that's not happening. Just like we, we were preparing for writing about the Lakers last night and their victorious win. I was not preparing for that at all. I wouldn't prepare for a thing not coming. I, I do want to ask you, Matt, you tweeted about this yesterday uh, as obviously before the game, the Knicks are down 3-1 at this point. And you asked, okay, if the Knicks win the series, what happened? So you're betting here on we're done with both these series. Heat win, Lakers win, we're done. So just give me a quick tweet answer. If the Knicks win the series and if the Warriors win the series, paint the picture for me. What happened? Game six, Clay. AD doesn't look right. Warriors push pace and just keep running it down their throat. They did really well in transition last night. LeBron can't can't find a bucket. Poole has a good game. Uh, the Knicks, Brunson has 30. Barrett has like 23 and 7-ish. Like a really good game for him. Josh Hart stays out of foul trouble. He can't shoot. Like it's possible. It's pot. Like the like. Here, here's the thing. We're talking about an eight seed and a seven seed. <laughs> like these teams aren't. These teams aren't great. They're not. They can both win the conference because that's the season that we're in. But these teams aren't great. Which. I don't know what that means for betting. The answer for betting was like bet the Celtics because they were the best team remaining and the Celtics decided to, to completely shit the bed. So maybe the Sixers, maybe that's the answer here. Brandon is the answer with all this is you should just bet the Sixers, I guess. Cause um, I don't know. I kind of <laughs> lean towards maybe just like we're overcomplicating this and it's Denver, but it's Denver. We oh, don't even know answer. if they're going to win tonight. We'll see what, we'll see what happens with the, with uh, how all this shakes out. That's going to do it for Buckets. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate you guys being with us. Make sure to hit us up on Twitter. Let us know that you enjoyed the show. You can find Jay on Twitter at jmoneyismoney. You can find Brandon on Twitter at wheatonbrando, W-H-E-A-T-O-N-B-R-A-N-D-O. I'm at HP Basketball. Make sure to download the Action Network app. My thanks to David Payne, our producer. We'll see you guys again tomorrow for another Best Bets episode. Till then, let's get Buckets. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.